Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello there. It is I, Rich Filiberto, your friendly neighborhood podcaster and occasional dungeon master, DM Philly out here in the post-show recap streets, and I am delighted to be talking in your ears today about a new show coming up on Disney Plus at the end of the month to be premiered on November 30th, Willow, a beloved movie from the 80s, the once upon a time, a long time ago, uh, produced by Lucasfilms, written by George Lucas himself, directed by the great Ron Ta- Ron Howard. It's like Ron Howard, but Ronner. Uh, in 1988, it was a beloved film of my youth. Disney Plus has picked it up. We're coming back with the series. And so I am very excited to be here with you on this inaugural podcast to prep you all for our journey uh, into the world of the titular character, Willow. Uh, I am not alone. It would be very boring if I were going to just sit here talking to you by myself for the next 40 minutes, and I can barely even find the words because I am so excited to talk about this show. So let me introduce to you my partner for this endeavor. It's an adventure. I've learned recently. It's a journey when you go alone, but when you take your friend with you, it is an adventure. So I'm excited to have with me for this adventure, my good friend, Taylor Ball. Welcome, Taylor. Hello. What is this place? This is a magical place. Hello there. What is this place? Uh, It's worth asking. So for folks who don't know me, I'm Rich Filiberto. I'm a big fantasy nerd. I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, thus the titular Dungeon Master in my uh, internet moniker. Um, Taylor, uh, you may have heard her on the Wheel of Time book clubs. Most recently, she joined Mike Bloom and myself talking about the Rings of Power. You are a lover of all things Middle Earth, Hobbits, fantasy in general, and uh, one of my regular go-to players if I'm playing D&D. Fair? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, big fantasy nerd here, just like, you know, a different generation, you know? Indeed, a different generation. So Taylor has never seen Willow, the original movie from no. 1988. And I have instructed her to stay media dark on what <laughs> is coming with this show. She has not seen the trailer for the new Disney Plus show that's coming. She's not read any articles. She has no clue, really, what we're <laughs> getting into. So I would love to hear just from, like, the ephemera, Taylor. First of all, uh, who are you? Where do you come from? Why do you love fantasy so much? Why is it that I think this this is a show that you would like. And then I'd love for you to hear you like uh, maybe just pontificate a little bit about what you think is coming. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm Taylor Ball. I'm from upstate New York. Uh, grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Um, but uh, I had very young parents and they were very big into Lord of the Rings when I was not even born yet. 
Um, and that's kind of like where I say it all started, right? My mom, I, I mentioned it on the Rings of Power podcast, but my mom like read Lord of the Rings to me while she was pregnant with me. Um, and I was reading very quickly uh, when I was young and uh, I spent my days, you know, reading like Magic Treehouse books um, and just I loved being transported and like getting able being able to like escape into these fantasy worlds a lot of my childhood um you know harry potter all mm -hmm. of these things right mm -hmm. um and then i got older and held on to my love for lord of the rings um was dubbed a nerd and wore that badge proudly mm -hmm. um and then college happened and i found dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. and i found other nerds and here we are you found your tribe. For anybody out there who doesn't know what Dungeons and Dragons is, oh, it it's bound to come up often on this podcast. It is uh, my mainstay profession. You can catch me streaming Dungeons and Dragons on twitch.tv slash DM Philly Shameless plug right there if you ever want to see it. But uh, basically, if you've seen Stranger Things, I'm like uh, Eddie Munson, but old. Uh, and <laughs> and yeah, you are an enthusiastic D&D player, Taylor, and like my longtime friend. So I know how much you'd love of fantasy and the lord of the rings and all this kind of stuff right so i know uh willow is right up your alley the original like film from back in the day again like written by george lucas it ends up coming out like 1988 i think there was kind of a hope he took uh his his fantasy space opera and he like kind of cut the space opera off of it and was like <laughs> let's just tell this grand fantasy story and there was a little bit of a hope that maybe it would be the next big thing right um a 35 million dollar movie it made 137 million back back then so certainly successful but uh star wars it was not right mm -hmm. um so uh, you and i have talked about it or circled around it a good deal over the years we have threatened to start a podcast project called <laughs> what did i miss wherein i can get nostalgic about the old 80s classic fantasy fair that escaped you stuff like uh lady hawk mm -hmm. and willow uh has been brought up many times <laughs> in that and you could show me the the ways of the youths and the <laughs> 90s pop culture touchstones that i miss stuff like avatar the last airbender and all these kind of beloved properties to you but amidst the conversations of maybe doing this someday i've talked to you about willow a good bit without necessarily telling you anything about it so what mm -hmm. do you think willow is about so it, it was very funny because this sort of like the um the idea that i was kind of saving the movie Mm -hmm. made it so I really I could kind of uh, say any information about this that I've heard seen is just gone <laughs> <laughs> so, so which is great I'm coming completely blind but I like barely knew that like Willow was the name of the main character yes it is <laughs> like, like, yes really it's a You've got that part nailed <laughs> down. Willow Oofgood, uh, played by the great Warwick Davis, known yes. obviously uh, for his prolific roles in the many Star Wars films. This is where he and Lucas kind of connect, and it leads into this next property. Uh, also, Professor Flitwick across all mm -hmm. of like, the, the many Harry Potter films. I believe he might also have been the Leprechaun, if you're like a huge fan of that franchise, uh, roughly at this time of the year. So you've got that part down. Willow yes. is the main character. Did you say oof good? 
Yes. Oh, that's so amazing. Oh, okay. the names are delightful, oh, Taylor. We're going to have a good time. I'm so excited. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it feels like just because it's up my alley, clearly we're dealing with fantasy, obviously. Mm -hmm. Clear, mm -hmm. Like, it feels like it's going to be this really classic, wholesome kind of adventure story. I don't know what maybe we're fighting against. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Kind of. I have no idea. But I'm I'm. The vibes are maybe like a wholesome, happy, bright kind of fantasy. Whimsy. Uh, <laughs> excellent. This is a, a great depiction that you have conveyed thus far. I'm just going to read the first sentence off the Wikipedia article. Mm -hmm. uh, Willow is a 1988 American dark fantasy adventure <laughs> film. Directed by Ron Howard and produced by Nigel Wood. So the dark fantasy of 1988 compared now, uh, dare I even like count the years, 34 mm -hmm. years later that we're revisiting Willow. The dark fantasy of 1988 probably is much less dark these days in yeah. a world of, uh, you know, Targaryens and uh, American elections. Like yeah, I, I do suspect it'll be feel good. So when we say dark fantasy, yeah, it's it gives me kind of like um uh oh my gosh. Uh Atreyu. Oh never, the ending, never story. ending story. <laughs> yes. I love that that's all I had to say. Um yeah, so that's kind of the feel that I'm imagining a little mm -hmm. bit in that vein. Um, where like obviously there's some really like sad and dark things, but it's not like the overwhelming um dark stuff you know uh so you you have nailed an excellent touchstone here the never-ending story is kind of the pinnacle of those films of that time right mm -hmm. of these kind of let's call them dark fantasy adventure films <laughs> of the 1980s the never-ending story a beloved movie if you've not seen it don't show it to your eight-year-olds even though you think that the cover looks age appropriate it will traumatize them for decades yeah. take it from me but it is in fact a beautiful uh young adult fantasy film let's say maybe a 12-year-old, probably appropriate aging uh, for a never-ending mm -hmm. story. But so these two movies share a lot of DNA. Uh, you're like on the right track for sure, right? Um, George Lucas, like having written the screenplay, I think it shares a lot of DNA, obviously inherently with Star Wars. So the upcoming show on Disney Plus is going to be produced by uh, none other than Jonathan Kasdan. And that may be a vaguely familiar name for some because Jonathan Kasdan uh, – was the writer of Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, which is notably a Star Wars film I haven't seen and I shouldn't admit given that I'm I haven't seen it either. Star Wars. But I think I'm going to because <laughs> there's a really fascinating connection here between this show and the Solo movie. But Jonathan Kasdan the son of the great Lawrence Kasdan, who was the writer for such popular films, should you have seen them as The Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, uh, Jedi Returning, The Returning Jedi, all manner of great things. Also The Bodyguard, which I found hilarious that Lawrence Kasdan wrote that. Um, nonetheless, like, Willow is weird, Taylor, in that, like, it never, like, captured super big mainstream zeitgeist it was never like a blockbuster but there's all these people with these fantastic pedigrees like involved in it and around mm -hmm. it you know yeah. um so i'm excited to see like what they're gonna do with like a modern retelling and, and um, for a modern audience i guess yeah i'm very excited because also um 
I, I don't think it would it would be so related, but it's kind of um it reminds me of the feel of uh the Dark Crystal, oh. kind of like this like reimagining right and like bringing it back, which I really enjoyed that show. It felt like a little bit like a fever dream, and like did I actually watch that show? I'm not sure. Um, but I loved it, and I'm I'm ready to like hop into this world that I've kind of been like waiting to hop into. Very cool. The Dark Crystal is another really great one to like connect to. Again, just the Star Wars of it all and like mm -hmm. the Jim Henson workshop, Muppet Energy. Like there's a lot of visual effects that you're going to see that are going to be like, oh, yes, for sure. That connect right. back right through like an ILM working on this project for George back in the day, especially of that original film. Um, but the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, the Netflix streaming series that came out a couple of years ago, it's extraordinary. Right. Like the original Dark Crystal movie is a gem, but it's a little hokey and a little goofy and like quite, quite silly for this kind of 80s Muppet, like kids fair, dark fantasy. Right. Um, yes. And the new one like had this light, airy quality to it while it was also very intense. And, yeah. and some hardcore fantasy elements there. And I love the melding of those two things. It's part of what I love about D&D. Right. Mm hmm absolutely yeah you're like i was talking about this earlier today just the you know the good and the bad and especially when you can balance that in a show and an adaptation and whatever a book like that's the good stuff where you can have the moments where like the characters are laughing and having a good time but also these moments where it's really intense and like there's bonding and just it's great i'm excited no. Absolutely. Uh, well said. You know, to date ourselves a little bit for anybody who's finding this many years from now, uh, we're we're at a time Willow is about to premiere right on the heels of House of the Dragon just ending season one, Rings of Power season one, just wrapping up on Amazon Prime. So there's a lot of uh, discussion and talk about fantasy fiction kind of in the air and like the weight of those two productions. These are two things that are coming in with such kind of baggage in terms of like, oh, the Game of Thrones sequel and the Lord of the Rings prequel like in fantasy fiction you don't get bigger than these two franchises right yeah. uh, Brandon Sanderson fans might tell me otherwise Taylor I know he's that, he's he's still coming up just he's just on his way out yeah, yeah you uh, put the bookmark there and just wait for the Brandon mm -hmm. Sanderson wave to crash into television in the next 10 years but um you know these franchises have baggage in terms of expectations and so many people invested in the fandom for better and for worse ready for changes in the adaptation and angry about them um mm -hmm. and willow is like devoid of all of that and so i've been quietly saying to you i think this could be like the sleeper best fantasy show of 2022 you know I, there's a real yeah. chance that this is like absolute lightning in a bottle and it captures the hearts and minds of the audience it's not quite hbo level like marketing like disney plus not everybody's there but folks are paying attention now and or people love baby yoda right mm -hmm. yes people love video baby yoda yeah, that's that's what it is. You just uh, wanted to call him Grogu. You got upset. I did want to call him Grogu. <laughs> Every time somebody says Baby Yoda, I'm like the lore keeper in me. Uh, yeah, famously, I I'm like a a big lore keeper in at pretty much everything I do. Um, you know, so I'm again excited to hop into this world that I've kind mm -hmm. of been waiting to do. Like I I'm I'm so ready. So this is a cool thing that I learned just in doing my bit of research for the show and what we know about it, what's coming. All we know right now, it's going to premiere 
<coughs> excuse me, on November 30th, eight episodes. We don't necessarily have the release structure yet. Part of me thinks like, okay, so an episode a week, Disney likes the slow release. They are not like a binge model generally. It's not like your Netflix shows. But also um, many of the shows that I've talked about this year, they've been like uh, comets or meteors maybe, asteroids, uh, in that they like burn bright and like flare out quickly. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if this evolves into like two episodes a week and it's done in a month um that being said i think there's a real world where maybe they give us like two or three on release night and it kind of runs until the end of december but hey if we're lucky and they go an episode a week then we'll be hanging out talking about the show till the end of january so i'm excited about that but that's really all we kind of know as far as the release structure Mm -hmm. um the cast is interesting we got a couple of interesting people coming back warwick davis himself as the titular will that's going to be fun uh we have joanne Wally coming back from the original films as well uh, a couple of other like noteworthy folks that are going to be showing up here is um ruby cruz who like i know from castle rock she was in the mayor of east town which i have not seen and don't know um aaron kalman a uh, kelly man sorry i always get her name wrong who was in falcon and the winter soldier uh in the green knight and in solo a star wars story which this is super weird, Taylor, but I discovered in reading about Willow this, that for many years they've been discussing sequels to Willow. It's kind of like been one of these things since the early 2000s that they're like, let's do another movie. As a matter of point, Lucas actually laid out um, the blueprints for a trilogy of books that were he then had authored by the one and only Chris Claremont, who was like a super famous name in comic books. If you're an X-Men fan, like, you know exactly who Chris Claremont is. So way back in the day, in like the early 90s, Claremont wrote a trilogy called Chronicles of the Shadow War, which are like a novelized follow up to the film of willow that i have never read whoa Uh, yeah now from what i could tell the show is not adapting those books directly but they're out there for us if this is all of a sudden show that we're like fully obsessed with by the end of it like yeah yeah we want more there is more out there um yeah noted making the note to Uh, you know more books to buy yeah, you got to love that. The covers are very cool. I remember seeing them on like library shelves and next to the other fantasy books that I was reading at the time. And Chris, Chris Claremont himself, like that's a name to pull for this thing. But Lucas clearly like invested enough that there was like juice here. He wanted to do more with this. I think there was a hope that if the film like really caught fire, they could roll out a whole trilogy there. It could be a new Star Wars kind of, right? Um Nevertheless, during the filming of Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, Jonathan Kasdan is the main writer of of Solo, and he brings his father Lawrence in with him for that. And Solo was notably like plagued with production issues, but in the 11th hour, they had to bring Ron Howard in as the director. And Ron Howard is the original director of Willow, right? And Warwick Davis, who's in every freaking Star Wars movie somewhere since Jedi, is now on set. And so Jonathan Kasdan and says, hey, man, I'm going to pull Kathleen Kennedy aside and I'm going to see if I can't talk her into making a Willow movie. And and Warwick Davis is like super fired up, very excited. And Jonathan Kasdan has this very sweet story where he's like, 
oh crap well now i'm on the hook i just told them <laughs> i'm gonna do this i better pull it off right but so now like fast forward a little bit and round howard like shows up on set uh round howard that's how bad <laughs> yeah, there it is me, josh. <laughs> you, you got me josh you're in there red free uh <laughs> Ron Howard shows up on set in the 11th hour to start directing. And now there's like all this chatter on the set about like, Hey, so uh, this kid says he wants to write a Willow sequel. What do you think about that? Ron Howard and Ron Howard's like, that's amazing. But listen to me, they're coming out with a new streaming service and that's where we're going to get this thing done. If we like put it direct to Disney streaming, we don't need to worry about like an $80 million opening weekend. You don't have any of that pressure. And so ultimately through the energy of these guys all kind of working together on a film that was notoriously fraught with some production difficulties, they stumbled themselves into this love affair of like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's do this. And they won Kathleen Kennedy over. So how's that for a storyteller? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I was already excited. I've said excited like a gazillion times already, but knowing that there's that energy behind this, that makes it, even better like it's cool right there's like legacy yeah. there where you have this kid who's like uh, the son of like a very notable prominent like george lucas kind of like you know satellite in the orbit there, so involved with star wars and um that like he carried that passion forward to the original director lucas is fired up about it uh warwick davis himself has been like super eager to return to the world for years so there's a lot of like good juju here you know it's like good yes. vibes in the air I love that. Yeah, this that's wonderful. And I love that. Yeah, that being kind of behind this. Yeah, it's lovely. It feels pretty cool. Uh, the cast like looks good, right? This couple of like notables. There's also um, a fellow here, Aman Shadra Patel, who was from our beloved Wheel of Time, Taylor. Uh, he took over the role of Lord Agamar and was instead Lord Yakota at the end there. Um, <laughs> but it, it, we have like some cool folks turning up. It's a pretty like youthful cast in this retelling and some folks that have like some marks under their belt, but, but some also like new faces that we're going to be able to like bond to this series. So I, I think like all the ingredients just feel like they're in place for some magic to happen. Uh, you have the difficult position of sitting here and preparing for this while I've been like, Taylor, you can know nothing at all. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. I like, like kind of being in the dark for once instead of like, you know, researching like a mad person. So mm -hmm. this is fun. That's kind of why I told you to do this, because I know you. You're a researcher. You love the lore. You would, like, deep dive. You would know more about Willow than, like, the, the cast of Willow by the time the show airs, if we, like, turned you loose, right? So I thought perhaps uh, our plan, just to talk about our plan a little bit, come the 30th, we're going to recap episode one. We will report back to you with the structure thereafter, according to what the release cycle looks like. Uh, we're going to sit down next week in the Discord with the patrons. We're going to try to rally up a time to do a watch-along, and we're going to watch the original 1988 uh, feature film, Willow, one of my treasured faves. If you want to join us, there is still time. If you want to go sign up, patreon.com slash recaps. 
at the ten dollar a month level, you get access to the Patreon where we do stuff like this all the time. We're having movie watch alongs a couple of times a week, generally uh, musicals. Like a lot of people have been listening to like albums and music during the day. We hang and chill. We do it all. It's a really good time in the Discord. But we'll gather some of our friends who are available. We'll sit down. We'll watch the movie. We'll come back a week from now. We'll, we'll talk about the film. We'll break it down. We'll have some like meat on the bone for you to chew on. And then we'll be all kinds of fired up for the show when it airs. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it sounds like an excellent plan. But so for the rest of this podcast, we need to do something because we've only been here for 20 minutes. So I have uh, gathered a list of questions. We're going to give Taylor a pop (laughs) quiz. We will ask her things about Willow in terms of what do you think is going to happen? We got a bunch of cool, ridiculous names of these characters that we could say, what do you think? Antagonist? Protagonist? What's your guess? And you, listener can play along with us at home if you would like <laughs> keep track of your answers we'll come back next week and we'll like circle around after watching the movie to like see how taylor fares in this blind guessing game does this feel a little bit too much like school my friend i love school so i have no complaints here um know your podcast partners and it will be a joy every time <laughs> out there folks so we'll we'll stop down for a second here. Uh, we'll get a word from our sponsors. We'll return back. And we're going to take a little bit of a pop quiz on this fantasy fair we have yet coming. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Okay, cool. We are back. Taylor, I'm going to test you. You ready for it? Okay. Ready. So... Uh, Warwick Davis is the main character, Willow. I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler here and that he's part of a group of people. There are many people like him. I think for the filming of the original picture back in the day, it was the largest um, like working gathering of little people ever at the time in the Screen Actors Guild, right? So ultimately, there are a hobbit or halfling kind of people mm-hmm. in the movie, amongst which Willow is part of. What do you think that those halfling people are called? If you had to guess. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Pressure's on. We know that they're not halflings. They're not halflings. They're not hobbits. mm -hmm. They're neither of those. Fascinating. A lot of directions you could go here. You got all kinds of, like, different options. This is a really broad question. They won't all be this broad. Some of them are a little closer to multiple choice. And I realize I've quite got you on the spot. But if you had to guess anything, what do you th- what do you imagine we would call a fantasy race of halfling type folk in a fantasy world? I don't know. I wonder if it's like location based, right? If it's like the like the like the people of like the the plains or the grasslands or like the mm-hmm. forest, like j- maybe even just the people, because I know that that's kind of the thing sometimes in fantasy. That- <laughs> Sure is. It's just the people. (laughs) It sure is. Uh, Very notably in our favorite Dungeons and Dragons world of Faerun, the elves just call themselves the people, the the folk. (laughs) Uh, So we will put the people, the folk, anything of that ilk will be considered correct. 
small folk like i feel like but that's pretty general like you know uh but yeah but i mean halfling half man these are all kind of general uh, we just finished rings of power no spoilers but there's a group of of small folk there the harfoots yeah. i mean uh yeah it's all like very on the nose they literally have hairy feet they're yes. called the harfoots taylor so <laughs> i don't think that like the folk of the forest is necessarily like too insane of a guess for fantasy peoples i think this is a good guess i like this guess. <laughs> I can't wait to find out the actual answer that is. I bet you can't. Okay. <laughs> Question number two. Uh, Willow, the original 1988 motion picture, was nominated for two Academy Awards. I know you're not necessarily an awards person, but if you had to guess, which two do you think it might be? Fantasy <sighs> movie, like big in scope for its mm-hmm. time. Uh, you know, made some like good money. Uh, you know, you got George Lucas, Industrial Light Magic working on it, all this kind of stuff happening. Yeah. So Lucas kind of makes me think of music a little bit. Ooh. So maybe we've got like a best like original song in there or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to go as broad as possible for all your answers here. Anything yes. you get that's even <laughs> vaguely right will count i just want to stipulate i love that (laughs) we're gonna score very liberally on this test this is the best test ever okay um and maybe like score original song and maybe like i'm gonna go just with like best supporting actor good guess strong guess you know who was part of the original cast of the original willow Val Kilmer, uh, a notably high-profile name, especially at this point in time in the late 80s on the heels of Top Gun. Val Kilmer, like top of his game, Val Kilmer, we're talking about. Okay. 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 So best supporting actors or actress, uh, great guess, great guess, great guess. Okay. Okay. Um, So uh, there's a couple of key locations where the movie was shot. This is like a very weird kind of question, but where do you think it might have been filmed? Oh, jeepers. Um, well, okay. Obviously, like, the one thing that, like, I'm not going to say New Zealand. <laughs> okay. That's where Lord of the Rings But I'm maybe, like, Ireland, okay. Scotland, like, mountains, maybe. I don't know. That feels crazy. That's a really, nope, that's a strong guess. If you're working off like Lucas films, Lucas stuff, that's pretty strong to like mm-hmm. go to Britain. That's a very like, I think, safe, well-established guess. I think that that's cool. Definitely not New Zealand noted. Uh, okay. So there are monsters in the movie, Taylor, some of which are explicitly monsters from dungeons and dragons that you have battled with your characters and i know for a fact because i have run them so if you had a pick i'll give you maybe three here uh, i mean you could keep going as much as you want though we can't pick like a hundred but if right. you had to throw a couple monsters from D that you think are likely to show up in willow i mean like explicit names and yes. and, and i'll like help you out here that like yeah. uh, you know you don't need to say dragon which is like in the title of dungeons <laughs> and dragons right yes um, I'm going to go with, like, let's just start with the classic. I feel like there's an owlbear. Like, okay, let's go, like, classic, owlbear. like, we, we've got, I feel like there's their energy with, like, we've got the, like, kind of amalgamation situation happening. Got some, like, foresty, scary creatures. Gosh, maybe, like, uh, um, 
what's the like a displacer beast kind of situation maybe i'm feeling very like animal beastie type of vibe okay so i'm gonna give you a marco polo of uh i'm actually mixing my analogy i'm gonna give you a marco polo of hot but that's a whole different game. <laughs> Sorry. Two different games. Yep. That's a different game. That's a different game. But yes, that's a good guess. Like you're on track with your animal beasties. It's like right okay. on par. Yeah. Right. So maybe like we're dealing with like dire animals, like mm-hmm. some like I mean, we've got like small folk. Yep, so like sure do. It feels like a lot of the enemies maybe are just they're huge, right? Mm-hmm. They're these like big animal monsters um yeah okay so we got dire beasts owl bears which for the uninitiated imagine a bear except it's covered in owl feathers with a little beak Uh, Mm -hmm. they're very cute they're very cute but also terribly dangerous and if you encounter them as dungeons and dragons adventurers uh just you gotta fight them yeah i'm thinking also like rock like big bird i feel like big bird scary that oh, feels, big that bird. Scary. Okay, big so bird. again, for the uninitiated, a rock in Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is literally the Muppet Big Bird. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a gigantic bird like the size of a seven forty seven. Imagine like an eagle as big as a jetliner, right? So giant Terrifying. birds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is like the the energy I'm feeling, right? Like flying creatures. Like yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, we're going to grade liberally on all of these here, right? But just to, like, go back through it of um, what are the hobbits or the halflings called, uh, the folk, the small folk, the forest folk, anything related to these will count. Uh, which which Oscars might it have been nominated for? Uh, something related to music, best original score, best original song, best supporting actor, maybe. Where do we think it was filmed? Definitely not New Zealand, probably <laughs> Ireland, Wales, something like that. Uh, what D&D monster show? Show up. We have owl bears, displacer beasts, dire animals, and Big Bird. Oh my! <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait for Big Bird to show up with a Big great bird. two-handed sword. And we just were talking start. about Muppets. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was not the crossover that you expected, <laughs> no. right? Uh, okay, okay. So second half here, Keller. I got a okay. bunch of uh, kooky names. We love yes. fantasy because we love kooky names. Yes, we do. Uh, Ken Wallace Sleuthawaf, a yes. famous hero of many adventures. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name, and I'm just looking for like protagonist, antagonist, good guy, bad guy. You're welcome to like pontificate more if it conjures up like an image in your mind. I want to hear what that is. But we're just really like looking for like white hat, uh, dark hat, right? Okay, 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 okay. So a uh, 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 burgle cut. That's oh, I'm gonna love every single thing that you burgle think. cut, <laughs> burgle okay. cut, burgle cut. Uh, this is like um, the definitely antagonist, mm-hmm. or, or not? And sorry, no, definitely protagonist. Excuse me, Ooh. definitely protagonist. Um, I'm. It's giving like a uh, funny brother, um, or like uh, yeah, this this person might be the funny one funny brother goofy neighbor vibes right yes. burgle cut okay okay i got it i got it okay uh uh how about this one bavmorda 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 whoa bavmorda, bavmorda. this feels like 
I can't wait to be so wrong about all of these. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Morda, I don't know. Can I say neither protagonist or antagonist? Ooh. This feels like a neutral, like maybe like a prophecy person. Like you have to go see Bev Morda, like in the in the cave or whatever. Right. I love it. You got like a soothsayer, a prophet, the neutral prophecy person. I love how like I'm like, here's the rules, and you're like, all right, I'm breaking them. Breaking I, them. I'm all, all about it. All about it. Uh love this. Okay. Okay. So we have Bev Morda, neutral prophecy person. You ready for this one? This is one of my favorites. Oh boy. Finn Raziel. Finn Raziel. Okay. So we've got an E-L at the end, which yes. is elf. That's I E L code for elf name that in D D. It's a pretty common. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Definitely like protagonist. Question. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm a little. Yeah. Protagonist. <laughs> question, question mark. mark. Okay. I feel like I don't know how elves are in this universe because they could be like, uh, I don't know. They could be trying to take over. They could be doing some crazy stuff. I don't know. Elves are all mm-hmm. over the place. There's a lot of different kinds of elves out there in fiction mm-hmm. these days. You get like uh, elves like the Children of the Forest in Game of Thrones and elves like the Witcher elves. And then you get freaking Galadriel. Go watch Rings of Power, by the way, please. please. Uh, okay. Sorsha. Sorsha. Oh. That Sorsha. feels. Okay. Sorsha. <sighs> interesting so like i instantly want to go antagonist like mm-hmm. witch mm-hmm. kind of vibes but also sorsha could be like healer or like that kind of vibe so i'm i'm just gonna go with my first instinct to say antagonist this feels okay. kind of like uh somebody who's gonna like lure people into traps or something like this I okay think. i got you here <clears throat> we have a a, a sorcia is a, an antagonist which maybe a healer probably gonna lure people into traps yeah okay i dig it i dig it uh i'm really curious if folks are like listening at home like laughing your butts off <laughs> you beloved fans oh. of willow like please send us the feedback there's a thread <laughs> set up so in the wrong. discord you can find us on twitter uh at ronnie 422 <laughs> at dm philly Se- tell me how hard you're laughing at this oh, don't no. spoil taylor on the movie okay you ready for this one <laughs> mad mardigan mad mardigan is it two words or one word that's an incredible question that you chose to ask my friend only <laughs> of all the people i know taylor <laughs> i think you are the only one who would ask is that two words because i think everybody assumes it is but it's not it's <gasps> one word mad mardigan mad mardigan okay i love that name that's great <laughs> very great name yeah mardigan okay i'm gonna say protagonist mm-hmm uh, it feels kind of like Silly Night, Med Mardigan. Like, okay. Yeah. Yep. I dig it. I dig it. Silly Night, Silly Night, Silly Night. <laughs> okay. These last two, this is a pair. Uh, this one's a duo. Ooh. So I'm just going to give you both of them because it's fun to say their names together. But okay. it's uh, Frangine and Rule. Frangine and Rule. I, oh my gosh. I'm so freaking excited to watch this 
freaking yeah, movie. See, this is how I do Taylor would love this. You guys, you just got to tell her the names. And like, I'm so yeah. excited. Okay. Um, interesting. So, Jean and Rule. I'm probably like saying that name badly. It's been quite a number of years since I've seen the film out there, friendly listeners. Uh, so, please be kind on my bastardized pronunciations of these <laughs> beloved names of your iconic characters. But, uh, uh, so, okay. So I'm forgetting. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting the name of the, um, the Fox Knight and his little dog mount from Labyrinth. Oh my But God. that's what I'm getting from this. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, you're getting big Fox Knight and his little dog from Labyrinth. I Energy. I, I, what are their names? I need to need to remember their names. It's so good. Those guys are the best. Uh, they are delightful. I'm not even going to try to remember them uh, right now. All I remember from the labyrinth, it's just seared into my mind, is David Bowie. Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. Of course. <laughs> Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. So you think uh, like a friendly little protagonist, like uh, cute <laughs> heroes to help them on their way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I need a single and I need one antagonist, maybe. Kind of. <laughs> and you put a big, huge question mark of like, I think she's an evil witch, but also might be the healer uh, helping everybody out. Like, you don't want any of these names to be. I don't bad want any people. of these bad people. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You just got one. <laughs> and then you went for a neutral prophecy. Anyway, that was very fun we will circle back when we come back next time after we have gathered a group of our friends to actually watch this film uh which i'm like very eager for and i hope i have not overhyped too much uh it's very fun it's also from 1988 so grains of salt you know mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. it, it's uh there's not really any elements that i feel are like problematic in retrospect though uh, we may have some notes about that when we come back next time but yeah any like final thoughts here taylor before we part ways for this week i mean for so long this has been a show or a movie that's just i i've known that it's been up my alley and i just haven't seen it and it's just one of these things that's kind of been on the the periphery of my fantasy love for so long um and yeah i'm gonna say excited one more time i'm really excited about this <laughs> It's okay. I do a lot of like, it's great. It's so good. It's uh, great. When you're excited, you get excited. That's like perfectly reasonable and understandable. I think it's going to be a very fun time, you all. I'm really uh, curious to see what they're going to do with this show. I think it's really lovely for us to be able to dive into a fantasy world that both is established and has had plenty of folks thinking about it for a long time, but also doesn't have the baggage of expectations tethered to it that a lot of these bigger franchises too i think there's a certain amount of creative liberty and freedom that they have to play in this space that really is going to empower the writers to make something fun here there's obviously like a lot of passion invested in this thing uh when i was like reading through the articles of this whole thing of jonathan kasdan like pushing this project as hard as he did um he you know he's not a writer that's got a ton of credits under his belt that i'm like oh of course i love these films right i'm joking about having both of us about having not seen solo but i know plenty of people who are like hey solo is great 
honestly yeah. like it caught some bad flack and it's a very fun star wars film but um knowing that he brought this energy to warwick davis and that kind of infected ron howard and it just like you know permeated the whole kind of uh um dna of those early stages of kind of D disney streaming service it's exciting yeah. i think that there's really a lot of potential here so yeah i think that it's it just says a lot that um some of these things you know obviously they're con constantly making remakes of things that mm -hmm. really don't need to be remade but i think it says something when references like live for so long um even if it's just in certain circles right but like uh you know I just feel like Willow is one of these things that I've heard referenced so many times and seems so beloved by the people who have seen it. Um, and yeah, I'm very interested to see kind of what is up with this. I've been laughing and having a great time with this, but I'm actually incredibly interested and I can't wait to go full lore keeper on this and uh, see what's up. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Taylor is going to like have uh, a knowledge that well outstrips my own regarding Willow soon enough. But in the in the storied and historic fashion of poster recaps, it, we should have a blast here where I get to wax poetic on my nostalgia and be like, "Oh, remember berries? Remember, remember when?" And uh, <laughs> you get to have like the bright-eyed, like first look as a newcomer to this thing that I think is going to be an absolute treat. So we'll regroup next week after we watch the film. We will chat about that then. But until then, Taylor, uh, where can folks find you if they want to go hit you up? So, yeah, Rania422 on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, most days you can find me hanging out with you, Rich. Uh, very fair. Taylor plays a ton of Dungeons and Dragons with me over at twitch.tv slash DM Philly. You ever want to go scope any of that out? You can find it there. Uh, there's video on demand of all of our shows sitting on my YouTube channel. It's DM Philly on YouTube. I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. My DMs are open if you want to hit me up with stuff. Uh, be gentle with Taylor. Don't spoil her on the flick, at least until next week. Uh, until then, I'll be podcasting about Interview with the Vampire. Grace Leader and I are wrapping up coverage of that finale coming this week and or is popping off on disney plus for the last couple of months i have been beating the drum folks but gosh if you have made it 45 minutes into the willow preview podcast uh take your next 45 minutes and go watch an episode of Andor. it's the best star wars that we've had in quite a long time which has been a delight and um as we're getting ramped up here for willow i'm getting ready to talk to our dear friend melissa woodward about another beloved franchise has dark materials which is coming back early in december uh, just the week after Willow airs that will be dropping on HBO and BBC and I'm very excited for that series so yeah go give me a follow keep your eyes out we will talk to you next week thank you all for hanging out we'll see you soon Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. 
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.